This podcast was recorded on the freaking floor! <laughs> Welcome back to 20s and where to find them. I'm G. And I'm Lena. And this is a podcast about navigating the best and the worst period of your life. Your 20s. Join us as we discuss personal stories, lived experiences, and chat to you and others about this wild part of life. Woo! <laughs> Welcome back to 20s and where to find them. I hope you're having a lovely week. G, how was your week? Yeah, it was good, really. Um... Yeah, lots of uh, of good, bit of <laughs> bad. The Tilly's lost. That was a bit of bad. That is by far low light. <laughs> this week we both wrote. Well, actually, G wrote Tilly's lost, and I was like, yeah, fuck the English. <laughs> it was just really depressing. I walked away when I saw there was six minutes of overtime. I was like, nah, I'm no. I'm gonna leave. Yeah, 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 but. It was positive. I was walking to work this morning and I walked past some old men tradies. They looked like they were very mask kind of dudes. And they were just talking about the the World Cup final, Women's World Cup, if anyone has been asleep. Um, and they were just talking about it like any other game of sport. And that made me really happy. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. I think... This has really done a lot of wonders for women in sport in Australia. I hope so. Yeah. I hope it's it makes some lasting change. That would be... Ideal. That would be good. Pretty and we much. get to play for third, so if we come third, that's still history making. I agree. Well, that's our sad news out of the way. Mm. Gee, your good news, your highlight. Yeah, Um. I my highlight for the week is my friend has suggested... That we start a book club. It hasn't started yet, but there's a group <laughs> inbox and we spoke about it. Um, and I've always wanted to be part of a book club, so that could be really could be could be fun. So that was a highlight for me. That would be really good. What's the first book on the um, list? We don't know yet. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> We've done a, a poll today of like what books do people like? What's like their favourite genre? Um, but we're thinking we'll meet like once a month and then do a book each month that we pick. Okay. Yeah. I I would suggest a, a thriller for your first. Yeah, thriller could be fun. Thriller could be a good, fun conversation starter. Yeah. In a book club. Yeah. Do you have a thriller that you like? Uh, the Silent Patient. Oh, I've heard that one recommended a few times, actually. <clears throat> yeah. I should put it on my list. Silent Patient or um, The Wedding Guest. No, The Guest, the guest List. Sorry. The Guest, the guest List. list. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yep, they're my two wrecks. Nice. Um, my highlight was uh, I learned a new trick in trapeze on Monday. Um, and I... It was scary. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still not like an amateur. I'm still in the... With the harness. I'm not jumping off a platform without anything holding on to me. <laughs> um, but I did a trick where I had to turn around mid-air to face the platform. So jumping off the platform, catching onto the bar, and then once I'm on the other side, I have to flip around and face the platform. Oh, yeah. how do you do that? Like, you go- like you, so you start your jump. I, you guys can't see me. <laughs> um, you start the jump with one hand over and one hand over uh, under the bar, and then you jump off so that that way when you twist and change hands, you're twisting oh, over. 
That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, very cool. Maybe I'll insert a video on our stories. Maybe, because yeah. I honestly don't really know. I can't visualize You can't it. visualize, that's right. I'm going to try and find a YouTube video of someone doing it really efficiently. Yeah, but that's really cool. Well done. Thank can you, you put the video of them doing it good and the video of you? <laughs> I so can. I can see. Yes, I can. I will film myself doing that trick on Monday. Yeah. Good. Or yeah. oh, you have gnarly things on your hands, though, from it. Yes, I do have a big fat blister, and I'm hoping... And it heals before uh, Monday because mm. it's really sore. Having a blister on your palms is yeah. a different. It's a different feeling. Ow. Yeah. So today we are going still with our little mini series on friendship, and today we thought we would talk about toxic friendships, calling out bad behavior, and moving on from that kind of friendship, and just letting go, and making space for better people in your life. Um, and a nice segue into that, I thought, would be to read out a Am I an Asshole um, question from Reddit. And my temporary housemate, Laura, suggested that we do this. Yeah, so I, I think it's it a cute be... idea. And the scenario is uh, thought-provoking. It is thought-provoking. Yeah. Um, now, would you like me to read it or would you like to read it, G? Um, is there, like, two paragraphs? Can we read, like, a paragraph? <laughs> I mean, there's... Mm, this human has written multiple paragraphs. Um, I feel like you did such a good job of reading it aloud before, but I'll <laughs> let you do that. I've always been like a terrible reading aloud person. Okay, I was like quite a, a traumatizing school stuttery, stuttery like because yep. I I I'm convinced that I have like very mild dyslexia. Um, so I feel like I would be the kid that would say like orgasm instead of organism it's just like <laughs> then everyone will make fun of you so i think you should read it aloud. okay i can't promise i'll be any better uh but we're just gonna give it a crack so <coughs> the title of this one am i the asshole for telling my friend she was crazy for sneaking into my phone gonna start with some context before i really get into it i 26 female was in a relationship earlier this year that ended pretty roughly the guy broke up with me one day after I got home from traveling to the other side of the world to spend a week with him because his parents thought I was too fat. It was a really tough time and it messed with me mentally quite a bit and my friends were livid, especially my two best friends because they thought that we were in such a good, healthy relationship. Fast forward to almost three months later and I have moved on and he and I haven't really spoken. But Saturday morning, he and I struck up a conversation and we were reminiscing, reminiscing see I stuffed up, on old times. <laughs> It was sweet, but nothing came of it, and I didn't expect anything to. That night, we were having my going-away party. I'm moving to Israel in a couple of weeks. All my friends were there, my closest friend included. She, 28 female, is fiercely protected of me and cares about me a lot. However, I think she went too far. I had told her that I talked to my ex that morning, and she was not pleased. So that night, at my party, I got really drunk because it was my last American blowout with all my closest friends. Since I was so sloshed, I don't remember much of what happened that night. The next morning, I was looking through my phone and I noticed that my ex's profile pic was greyed out, something I know to mean someone has been blocked. I didn't know that, but apparently it's good yeah, to know. Yeah, <laughs> that's good insight. I learned something. <laughs> so I clicked on his profile and it said, you blocked this user, which I knew I wouldn't have done, but I had been pretty drunk, so I figured that must have been the case. But then I really got to thinking about it and I knew it couldn't be the case. I texted my two closest friends asking if they had done it. My best friend responded, lol, yeah, tipsy me got the best of me last night. 
She had gone in my phone and into my messages where she then blocked him. She said she was also going to delete our conversation but decided against it. I was livid, not because she blocked my ex, but because she took away my autonomy and invaded my privacy. And now she is mad at me for being mad at her. She's trying to play like she was just concerned for me, but I can't imagine going into someone's phone and doing something so invasive. I said she was crazy. Am I the asshole? Ooh, I like that one. I think... No, I don't think that they're the asshole. No, I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think so either. Yeah, I think that, like, your phone is very private. It's a very, mm. like, gateway for all of us modern folk. <laughs> it's a gateway to all of your, like, personal interactions. Whether they're good for you or not is probably up to you. Yeah. And I think, like, her friend, if she felt so strongly against it, shouldn't have gone into her phone and taken her own actions Mm. it should have been a conversation and then I don't know like I don't know about you but often if I'm trying to work through a problem like that or something I'm probably going to show my friend's messages or screenshots anyway so her friend probably would have ended up seeing some of the conversation I'm sure regardless yeah um so it seems like her friend overstepped the mark however Playing devil's advocate here. All right, hit me. Go on. Devil's I'm, advocate. I'm not sure that calling her friend crazy is completely justified. Justified. I think you can be like mad and be like, hey, I'm pissed off that you did this. Um, and, you know, maybe like give a little bit of distance for a little bit or something. But I think I would let it. I, mean, I don't know if this is just me, but I would probably give the friend like the benefit of the doubt and be like, hey, you definitely crossed a line. I'm pissed off about it. Never do that again. Yeah. (laughs) But I'll forgive you. You were drunk. You made a mistake. Next time, talk to me because I'm a a fully functional adult. Correct. I think the friend had good intentions. I don't Mm. think there was any ill intention in what her friend did. But I agree that it's definitely a stepping of boundaries. And you just don't go into someone's phone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're right, her calling her friend crazy, also not very good, because you just don't call people that based on their actions. No, but I think in conclusion, she's not the asshole. In conclusion, she's not the asshole. But they should, I think they should make up. I don't think it's a friendship ending move, No, do you? no, I don't yeah. think it's a friendship ending move. I think it's a, we got to have a conversation about this and make sure that we have boundaries in place whereby those will not be crossed again. Yeah. Um, and just have clear communication mm. on, you just have to trust me when I say nothing's happening with me and my ex. Mm. And just take it for face value. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm always a firm believer of people got to make their own mistakes anyway. Like, I think it comes back to the same kind of vibe when someone's like, oh, I don't like my friend's partner. Should I say something about it? Mm. I think... Unless someone is in, like, literal physical or psychological danger, which is very different from it being a shit relationship, I think that people got to learn that stuff on their own because no one likes being told by other people that their partner is crap. Yes. And then I always feel like that backfires. Then ends up with lots of friendship conflict Mm. rather than the person actually listening. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Just let them make their own mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. That's life. 
<laughs> Speaking of which. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You're going to tell me about your mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't call it a mistake. So because our topic is toxic friendships, they're a learning curve, mm. I think. I think you don't realize you're in a toxic friendship. And I say toxic. My, my therapist says that toxic is not a word that one should use. <laughs> um, when you're in an unhealthy... Your therapist therapize you. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like that's what you pay them to do. <laughs> He said I shouldn't use toxic when describing the situation. Just unhealthy and no boundaries were in place. Fair. Um, Spoken like a man who doesn't use TikTok. Correct. <laughs> correct. <laughs> He's actually qualified. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't realize you're in one of those friendships until you're out of it. Yeah. I, feel. I mean, I think it's like similar to relationships. Yes. Yeah. I think it's a lot of hindsight. Yeah. And I mean, a friendship is just a relationship. It's just a different kind. Different kind. Sometimes harder, I would say. I'd say so. I think there are less like rules about friendships and friendship like breakups and friendship boundaries. Yeah. I think there's a lot more like gray Mm. and I think that's what makes it hard. And I think in these situations, it's what sometimes people can exploit the gray a lot. Yeah. Like I think... When I think, like, toxic friendship, I think a lot of, like, manipulation and Mm. being, like, nasty and then being really nice and, like, that, Mm. like, back and forth. And I think, don't get me wrong, definitely happens in romantic relationships. You hear that narrative a lot as well. But I think in romantic relationships, it's, like, really, it can begin to be clear that it's obvious. Like, if someone's, like, being nasty, I feel like... I don't know, maybe I'm rambling and I'm wrong a little bit. Like, and obviously say this as not a professional and I'm well aware that like abuse and things like that that are very serious can be also very nuanced and grey and that's not what we're talking about. But I think like, you know, know, do you know what I'm trying to say? Like, I get what you're trying to say. I definitely get what you're trying to say. I feel like the stuff that happens in friendships isn't talked as much about and... It's not as clear cut. Yeah. And I think in a very heteronormative yes. sense, I think like monogamous hetero particularly relationships have like quote unquote like rules. Like if you cheat on your partner, that's a really obvious, like everyone will be like, that's bad. But I feel like friendships don't have as many clear, mm. like commonly accepted rules. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I waffled a little bit. Continue. No, with that. And it's great because I'm probably going to touch on that when I tell you my story time. Yeah. Go. Um, give me the tea. Give you the tea. So I feel like we do one each. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend for a very long time. I think I had this friend for four years. And I think for the purpose of this episode, I should probably give them a name. Yeah. So that I can refer back to them. Sarah. Cool. I don't know any Sarahs in my life. (laughs) But Sarah and I met during my undergrad and Sarah was really, really nice to me and I thought she was really cool, uh, which is often the case with me and my friends. I'm like, yeah, they're really cool. I'm going to be friends with them. (laughs) Wow. That's what I I thought about you, G. Yay! (laughs) And then I met you. And then you realised I am very uncool, (laughs) evidenced by the three soft toys that are sitting on this bed recording with us. (laughs) But, um... Yeah, so Sarah and I met in a subject and we became friends. 
through doing an assignment together. And then usually at uni, you kind of drift ways because you never see them again because they're mm. not in your subject anymore. But it turns out we stayed in touch and then we just kind of got closer and closer. Um, I was maybe, what, 20, 20 at the time. Uh, we got closer and closer. We went traveling together. And I should preface, this friend has very severe mental illnesses. Um, so Sarah has... Uh, borderline personality disorder and also depression and that sometimes can be a lot on a friendship I think and over time we became quite codependent of one another um, to the point where I would feel bad for doing things with my other friends Mm. and I felt like I needed to be available at the drop of a hat for her Um, now I can't say for certain if she made me feel that way but it was almost like if I didn't do it something bad would happen and then I would find some way to blame myself Mm -hmm. um and throughout the years like slowly towards the end of our friendship a lot of more things were coming up uh we had a mutual friend and I wasn't allowed to hang out with him because she felt like he I was stealing him away Mm. from her Um, and then in lockdown, we moved in together for a short period of time and it got to be too much for me because we were quite, um, we were so codependent that all her feelings I was kind of absorbing. Um, and at that time we were only allowed to go out for one hour a day Mm. and it was also not my space. There was just a lot happening, um, she was quite sad during that time and so also quite passive aggressive which I hate passive aggressive <laughs> people they make me feel so unsettled and on edge yeah um and it got to the point where I was like I have to move out and I knew I was tossing and turning the night before I was going to make this announcement that I was moving back to my apartment um that it would not go down well And that was just like an instinct for me to be like, this is not a healthy friendship Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, And I remember messaging Sam Mm. um, and saying like, if this blows up, like I don't want, I don't care. (laughs) Like I just, if I don't have her as a friend anymore, it's past that point now. Because if she acts the way that I think she's going to act, then I don't want want it Mm. um and so the morning of I tell her that I'm gonna move back to my apartment because I feel like I just want my own space back it'll be better for our friendship because we'll have space from each other um etc etc now I expected a conversation from (laughs) that morning there was no conversation um she said okay and then just started packing up all my stuff And I was like, all right, (laughs) passive aggression has begun. (laughs) And she packed up all my things and she seemed like it was all okay. I was basically packed up within the hour and back home within two. Mm. Um, And then she sent me a text hoping I settle in okay. And I was just so busy unpacking that I didn't reply. And then I was waiting for the other shoe to drop. And boy, did it drop. And um, yeah, there was a lot of mean messages that came out and a lot of things that she had built up or like almost as if collected throughout our time together and was just firing them out at me and I didn't want to engage um 
And yes, so we are no longer friends and that is my biggest toxic friendship, I would say, that I have had in my life and it's very much um, made me aware of other people's behaviour and anytime there's anything similar to that kind of behaviour, I'm just like, I'm out. I don't want to be a part of it. Yeah. So it's definitely uh, shaped me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's fair enough. I think it touched on a lot of those things that we spoke about earlier around like feeling manipulated or feeling um, like you can't do something Mm. that without stepping on someone's toes yeah yeah Yeah. i think that's like that passive aggression really sets that like you're right it's like so unsettling because you're like i don't want to say the wrong thing Mm. and that's not how you should feel around people (laughs) yeah and i'm not saying i was a saint in that friendship Mm. like i definitely fucked up multiple times (laughs) um but I try to think, like, I never... I try to hope that I never made her feel the way that she made me feel. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the walking on eggshells thing was really, really high. And I started to question, I'm like, is that w- what friendships are like? Mm. And then it wasn't until I started hanging out with a lot more other people, like G, like Sam, um, like all these beautiful people I met during my master's. I was like, oh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think like you're lighter now. Mm-hmm. Like it's like you have more. I don't know. Like you can be yourself yes. a bit more. Is something I would say. I don't know whether it's like a cause and effect thing, but definitely something that like coincided with that friendship ending. I feel like you became like freer. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I definitely feel it. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. No worries. It's a vulnerable story. It's such a vulnerable story. It's yeah. all right. We're better for it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything similar or in the same vein? Um, I don't think I have like a big friendship that broke down in like a toxic manner mm. or something like that. Not from my 20s. I think I like can resonate with that story from more from when I was a teenager I think I had like friendships that just got like nasty which I think people characterize with that age but I don't think it doesn't happen later in life yeah I think people can maybe this is a cynical view but I think people can always be a bit shit like oh of course I'm sure there are like 40 year olds that have friends that have been awful to them yeah and if any like reality television is anything has any grain of truth (laughs) I feel like it's that is that people can be nasty for their own reasons and selfish in friendships at any age so I, I do hate the trope that like bitchiness for lack of a better word only exists in like teenage girls um because i think also guys can be crap to each other too (laughs) and i think that's probably like a segue is like i think my closest similar experience is like i had a mike's a group of friends in my early 20s and quite a number of them were men Mm. and i think there was uh an incident within the friendship group that happened and they didn't like uh, stand up to their word in 
in what they were preaching to the, the especially the women in the friendship group. Okay. They were very much like, oh, like, we're all, like, family, we're all really close. And then uh, some very bad behavior by one of the other boys in the group happened and they didn't call it out. Mm. And they didn't have the girls back. And I think, like, to me, that's probably something similar that's, like, shaped my idea of what I expect of a friend. Mm. Because I think that's, like, goes back to the grey, right? It's, like, hard to know what your friend's roles and expectations are. Mm. But I... And, and again, like, friendship isn't transactional, but it doesn't mean that you can't have expectations of your friends. Yeah. And they should be healthy Mm. but they also should be reasonable right yeah and I think for me that was like a wake-up moment of like I actually do expect my friends to be decent humans yes (laughs) and if someone does something that is really against my values Mm. and that potentially threatens other people's safety and well-being I would expect my friends to call that person out. Yeah. It doesn't even necessarily, I wouldn't expect them to cut that person out, but I would expect them to say, that's wrong. (laughs) Yeah. But they didn't do that. And I would say that for me was like, oh, this is some big red flags. Mm. And I'm not sure I want these people in my life. I'm guilty of this though. Mm. Of not calling out. Okay. Tell me more. (laughs) And I... And I can understand why some people don't because they fear conflict. Yeah. And so I think people who don't call it out, there is like they want to, but there's the fear of conflict with whoever's involved. And I was seeing a guy and he made a silly, stupid comment about my friend being British who Mm. was in the car with us and it really offended her and I didn't call it out Mm. um and she was really good about it she was like oh Lena like you you just didn't say anything and I was like yeah I didn't really I was put in a really awkward situation there yeah um because I think he meant it as a joke but it was a terrible joke and so it just kind of like backfired yeah I think I think this situation is a little bit different though like I can I can understand like your friend being like annoyed at that yeah but i would say that's not like a friendship deal breaker Mm, whereas like this was like some very literally very toxic sexist yeah okay endangering gross stuff and i think particularly my expectation on men (laughs) like i wouldn't expect you to necessarily for instance call that that out in guys because that's the power dynamic is different yeah. as a woman and a man saying like a guy saying something gross even if you hold them to account i would expect it to be in a way that makes you feel safe yeah but with guys i think like the physical safety element is a bit different lessened, it's yeah. lessened and i think that there's like a you know there's a bro culture too and if you don't call it out mm. as a guy to guy You're then just kind are of you like, kind of encouraging yeah it? yeah i see what you mean yeah. Um, anyway, that's kind of my that's my my story. Mm. Doesn't have any as uh, as many characters. 
I didn't give mine names. <laughs> oh, well, I feel like she was allowed a name. Yeah. Um, it was a good narrative. You're a good storyteller. Oh, thank you. Um, well, on that note, in terms of calling out bad behavior. Yes. How would you know that it's time to put an end to that friendship? Like what, how far do you go before you go to yourself? Actually, will my life be better Mm. without this person in it? It's a hard one. Mm. And again, this is like, I sound like a broken record today, but I think it hooks back to like, it's great. It's nuanced. Friendships. I think that there are, you know, so are romantic relationships, but I think that there are more sort of like, clear-cut times maybe with that than there are sometimes with friends and there's different approaches <laughs> i think like with a romantic relationship right you gotta usually you have to break up you can't just sort of yeah distance yes. whereas i think sometimes the healthiest way to do these things is just to put some distance definitely i agree and i think that can be if particularly if you're someone that doesn't do super well with conflict it can be a good way to do it i think be mindful. Like, remember that even toxic people are still people. Yes. And try to have some empathy. Yeah. Um, but I think it's probably, it's a very case-by-case situation. I think that I would say if you're feeling shit all the time from someone or if, they're, if they are, like like in your example, if, you, if they make you feel manipulated mm. or controlled and like coerced like they're definitely yeah big red flags that I'd say do you have someone else in your life that you can ask their advice for that you trust can you talk to a therapist about it can you work out a strategy to distance yourself um without it turning super nasty yeah um but also sometimes I, I do think that friend breakups do sometimes they have a place? Like, yeah. if you have to say to someone, your behaviours are repetitively upsetting me as a friend and it's not what I would expect, and then you call it, say call I'm it. not yeah, I'm not engaging anymore. I think that there are, I know plenty of people that have chosen that and have felt that it's gotten to that point. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, I definitely think the natural approach is the way to go. Um... But I think if you have a lot to say and you feel like the things that you have to say to them would help them question themselves in a positive way Mm. in terms of what they can improve on and better their character, I think that's also fine. Yeah, I think so. I think it depends on the person. It depends on the person, yeah. If it's just going to, like, throw fuel on the fire, then maybe not. Maybe you just, like, write that all down or email it to yourself. <laughs> yes, that's also true. There's some very therapeutic ways out there to do yeah. that. <laughs> I feel like there exists. I feel like I've seen this before where you can, like, text your ex, but it's not really your ex. Like, it just goes into the ether. But you can, like, write a text as if you're texting them. <laughs> try that. <laughs> so that you avoid doing, like, confrontation like that. But anyway, um, that would be that would be my two cents your two cents yeah i agree wow or five we don't have two cents coins here no we don't thank god i know god i can't the countries that have do bloody hell we don't need two cents no (laughs) and so the final thing Mm. how do you move on from that 
Like, how do you move on in terms of letting go of you've had a beautiful friendship and this person is no longer in your life, so you no longer have that toxicity or whatever it may Mm. be, but you still have all the good times. So how do you go, oh, even though they were shit in these ways? Yeah. I mean, and I think this is the space that really needs more conversation. Yeah. Because I think we've all experienced losing a friend Mm. or you will at some point in your life lose a friendship and and have to deal with that and I think when you break up with a romantic partner everyone's like oh that's so stressful that's so sad and they give you the space to grieve that but I think friendships people don't really know what to do or say like if you're like I lost my friend we broke up or like we don't talk anymore and it's upsetting me it's bothering me I think a lot of people would be more like suck it up stumped or yeah. or be like okay don't you have other friends yeah like yeah it's a really hard thing to feel empathy for when you haven't been in it yeah it's and I just... and I also think that there is like that mentality that those relationships are just not as important yeah. so you should just get over it mm. and that it doesn't deserve your time time and effort yeah but I think that that's so misguided I agree I think like like what we were saying last episode like your friends can sometimes feel as close as your family Mm. or for some people closer and if that changes that's upsetting and stressful just as another breakup or a family dispute is Mm. I remember the first ever friendship breakup I had when I was 13 she was really mean and she like left me out. She didn't invite me to her birthday mm. party. And um, we'd been friends since we were like little, like three years old. Yeah. And I was devastated. Like I viscerally remember still like knowing, finding out I wasn't invited to her birthday and crying on my kitchen floor. <laughs> and like it feels looking back and then experiencing like a breakup in my early 20s I was like it's the same kinds of feelings because yeah especially when you're young I think like your feelings are so intense Mm. and your friendships can also be so intense um and you might not have other pillars of support built up yet like yeah or like there could be other situations where that's the case too like if you're living somewhere away from your other pillars of support and things like that can be a really big deal. I didn't give you any tips yet for moving on, but <laughs> do you have any? And I'll think of some. Um, I think you, it's just like a breakup really, isn't yeah. it? Like you just kind of have to do things that make you happy. Um, I think cherish what you did have that was good and say that was really wonderful memories and I'm really grateful for them and they've made me who I am today and you wouldn't kind of have it any other way. I feel like you, if you make space for it in your heart as something that is part of your past Mm. and how you've grown from it and where you're at now, I think it helps a lot. Absolutely. And cry. And cry, (laughs) cry so much. Lean on your other friends as well. Like, Sometimes other friends are really good at giving you the reassurance that you did the right thing. Like, I think it's really hard when you're by yourself and you're just questioning the entire thing. Like, I know I did that a lot. I was like, am I actually the bad guy? Like, did I do the right thing? And I think it's really good to have your friends who can give you, by it might be a bit of a subjective view. Um, But I feel like 
other friends who don't have any relation to you and that friendship can be quite objective mm. um, as much as they can be if they only hear your point of view. Yeah. But, yeah. And I think that that's similar to what I was going to say. I think similar to any other kind of breakup, like do things outside of that space. Like if you always mm. went to the gym together, go to a different gym for a while with yeah. a different friend. Yeah. Or if you always went to the same cafe go to a different one yeah. and like and I think it sounds like avoidance and some people will be like you shouldn't avoid things but I think that's like a coping and a dealing mechanism and you will just throw yourself into other friendships yes and like tell your friends like this shit thing happened mm. can you invite me out on the weekend can I come with you yes. as your plus one to a party yeah this is what I used to do when I was newly single as well I was just like insert myself into people's lives and be like Hello, can I do this? Can I do this? <laughs> if you do this thing, I would like to come. <laughs> and I think that's a that is good. Yeah, it I distracts think that's good you. Too. You meet new people. You put energy into growing other friendships. Yeah, that sort of thing. I agree. And then you get to a point, like a few years down the track, where you're like, "Wow, that was a part of my life." And yeah. I completely can't even remember the type of person I was back then. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And move on and change and grow and, and etc. Yeah. Yeah. Well, gee, I reckon we're so good at giving advice that I oh. think it's time for advice in your ears. Woo! <laughs> I can't remember. Was that the theme song? <laughs> I think so. But I think we should get a better theme song. One that isn't us singing. Because we are not good. Speak for yourself. We're not good. No, I think we're great. I play the clarinet. <laughs> That's not singing. <laughs> Nor are you playing a clarinet. Anyway, advice. I have some advice here that was given to me. Actually, no, legit. This is an actual question. question. Yeah. Given to me. Mm -hmm. Cameron wrote in and they said, I have a good friend and I know that they're cheating on their partner. Do I call it out? And how? Ooh, yes. Ooh, yes. Okay. Why? Okay. Tell me Controversial why. because I feel like part, some people would say it's not really your place to call it out mm. because it's not your relationship and like you end up being the, you know, they always say you, you end up being the bad guy because you're the one delivering the information. Yeah. Like they always say, shoot the messenger. Mm. Um, but I would call it out. Now the how, I don't know, <laughs> but I would call it out. But I don't like confrontation, so in my mind I would call it out. Yeah. But finding a way to say, like, how is hard. Mm. Especially I feel like, so I, I agree. I think I'm not a huge, like, fan of calling it out to the other person in the relationship. I don't, I don't know if how I would feel about, like, messaging, like, the the partner that's mm. being cheated on yeah, and being like, that. hi, you're being cheated no, on. That God, makes no. me deeply uncomfortable. And I think as much as people, I, it's such, it's shit behavior. Yeah, and I get that. Behavior. I think that's the crux of the question is this Cameron knows that his friend is being shit. Mm. But like, how do you deal with that? Because in my mind, I go like, I would probably want to confront my friend and be like, Hey, I heard this about you. Yeah. Is that true? Or I saw this. I don't know what Cameron 
whether he saw it or someone but told him. What if him. they lie? What That's if they That's what I was going to say. I was like, I feel like if they are doing some shady shit already, surely they'll just go, where'd you hear that? That's not true. Yeah. And then what do you do? And then you, what do you do? Because your friend just lied to you. Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends how much certainty Cameron has about the situation. Yes, that's I think true. if you saw it with your own eyeballs, yes, that's then I story. would say definitely call it out. Yeah. But if you heard it through someone else... Yeah. I think if you heard it and it's more like gossip through a grapevine, I'm not sure that it's your place to call it out. I think I would be cautious. Yes. I think I would... Try and see if I can see my friend doing any behavior that checks out with that or whether he's talking negatively about the partner or whatever and kind of like approach it that way. If you saw it with your eyes, then I think you have to say, I saw you (laughs) cheating with my own two eyes. Do not lie to me because I saw it with my eyeballs. So why? What are you doing? (laughs) And you have a chat about it. And you tell, I think, the how, I'm not quite sure. I think minimal confrontation. Like, I don't think you call it out and be like, I saw you doing this. I'm angry with you. I don't, I think you say like, I don't approve of that. I think that's, and say like, that's different to my values. Yes. I don't like that you're treating your partner that way. It goes against what I yeah. believe. What are you going to do about it? Are you going to yeah. tell them? Are you going to break up? Yeah. And how can I support you to be better? <laughs> and, you know, giving them... Give him, oh, I also think giving them, like, the benefit of the doubt and, yeah. like, letting them speak their side of the yes, story. I agree. And, like, the reasoning behind their shitty behaviour. Um, yes. I think that's also important, giving space for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a tricky one. I, I okay. I'm gonna play the putting myself in the other person's shoes. Mm-hmm. If I was the one cheating on my partner, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the bad guy here. If I was the one cheating on my partner and you had heard about it, yeah. Given how close we are, mm. and given what you know about me. Mm. Because you, you believe lying, I'm a cheating whore. Because <laughs> you believe I'm a good person. How would you go about telling me what you heard? Ooh. It's me now. I'm the bad guy. I'm the one that did the <laughs> shitty thing. I'm the asshole. It's me. It's me. Um, ooh. It's so hard. I think I would just try and raise it with you in a non-confrontational way. I think I would not make a big deal of like, we need to talk. No, I fucking hate that. No, that's creepy. Never say the words we need to talk. But I think, like, I would just wait till we're hanging out, let it kind of come up semi-naturally and be like, hey, I heard this. doesn't really sit right with me. Is everything okay with you and your partner? Mm. Um, And give you space to kind of, to tell me. That's good. I like that. Putting the onus on the other person to, like, come forward. You're giving them the space to, like, meet you. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, they go and they. I solved it. You solved it. See, so good. We just had yeah. to make Lena the bad guy. Yeah, they go. All right, Cameron. 
Sit, sit them down and let them tell you. Let them tell you. And if they don't tell you, then well, we're stumped. Yeah, like. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's a different piece of advice. How to deal with lying friends. I don't know. That's not what I was no, asked to No. To get. <laughs> no, sorry. Thank you, oh. next. All right. That's enough. That's <laughs> enough. Yeah. Recommendations. Recommendations. I think we should have songs. <laughs> God help us. We should have music that is good. Sound clips that is good. Not you singing. That is not good. Anyway, recommendation. Did you go first last time? I can't remember. I think I did. So it's your turn. Oh, well, mine has blank space. <laughs> well, I well, well. Out of tables do my homework. But... That said, mm-hmm. I'm sure I can pull something out of thin air. Um, We're waiting. Yes, <laughs> we are. I did so much stuff while we weren't recording. I was reading. I did things. Um, I would say, speaking of friendships and uh-huh. youth, everyone should watch The Summer I Turned Pretty. The second season just mm. came out. I'm halfway through enjoying, enjoying it muchly. First season was great. It's good vibes. Cheesy a little bit. Terrible acting, though. It's okay. (laughs) I don't think it's that bad, actually. I think it's very teenage. But I think teenagers are like... See, okay, hear me out. I know no one asked for this, but it's a hot take. So, I think shows about teenagers, sometimes they feel badly acted, but they're not. Because teenagers are just that dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) That's true, they are. And there's no communication whatsoever. Everyone makes crap decisions, doesn't talk to each other, and then overreacts. So I think, checks out. Does check out. All that said, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't totally agree with Lena's point about the acting. I think it's cute. It's fun. It's YA. It's... Very sugary, it's light. Are you team Conrad or team Jeremiah? This will make or break our friendship. I know. Wait, which one's the older one? Conrad. Yeah, Conrad. He's sexier. He's so sexy. He's like little Is hair that boy. wrong for us to say, though? No, he's an that... adult. He's in university. I contain a university student and it wouldn't I... be illegal. Yeah, okay. That's true. Plus, I'm pretty sure surely the actor is a lot older. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That's also true. I'm going to Google it. Okay, please Google it for us. You recommend some things. Okay. Um, My recommendation is a food item. We're sticking to the food theme this mini-series. And it is homemade rice paper rolls. Uh, They've been my lunch of choice this week, and I've been absolutely loving them. And I followed um, the recipe from Nagi, who wrote Recipe Tin Eats. And I highly recommend it. And she has a really great peanut sauce that goes with it. So yum, I love peanut yum, yum, sauce. Uh, we will link it on our Instagram. Yeah. Uh, and if you don't follow us, that is at 20s and where to find them. Nice. Yeah. Nice plug. Thanks. Yeah. Well, you basically did my job. So thanks for listening. Yeah. We'll be back in your ears next week having a chat about more stuff. On friendships. On friendships. Yeah. Um, and like Lena said, you can find us on your social media, mostly on Instagram. So I don't know how to use the other ones yet. No. Um, at twenties and where to find them. We repeat that's at twenties and where to find them. <laughs> yeah. Please send us your juicy, juicy questions. Please send us your 
recommendations so that I have something to make up next time. <laughs> um, and send us just love. Just love. We love receiving love. Yeah, we love love. Please don't send us if you don't like us. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, Goodbye. No. Goodbye. If you really do like us, though, speaking of, you can give us a five-star rating on iTunes or Spotify. Helps us be found by other people and just may- generally make me happy. Who doesn't like stars in abundance? This podcast was recorded on Rwandri land. We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners and pay our respects to elders past and present and any Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people that may be listening today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land.